Welcome to PharmaTalk Radio. I'm Kate Woda. I'm delighted to share a presentation from the 2019 Immuno Oncology 360 Conference, also known as IO360, on the topic of IDO changes the T cell balance in the tumor microenvironment. This session is led by Dr. Charles Link Jr., co founder, chairman, CEO, and CSO for New Link Genetics. The next IO360 program will take place February 26th through 28th, 2020 at the Crown Plaza Times Square Hotel in New York City. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, thanks for the invitation to be here and talk about the IDEO uh, space. Um, I'll make some forward-looking statements, so I refer you to the appropriate regulatory documentation for that. Um, the IDEO pathway is um, first and foremost a normal physiologic pathway in the body. IDEO basically is a molecule that gets turned on in response to inflammation, whether that be from an infection or from injury or from a tumor that's causing an inflammatory response. An interesting example of that would be that there was a model that was done in rats where they gave rats influenza, and when the rats get influenza in the lung, they have very high levels of expression of IDEO that's turned on in the lung, and it's the level in terms of creating local immune suppression that's done to obviously protect the lung, which is a very uh, delicate tissue from immune injury. And if you challenge with pneumococcal pneumonia, you get lobar pneumonia in rats in that setting. If you give endoxamod and you block the IDEO immunosuppressive effect, and then you challenge with pneumococcal pneumonia, they don't get pneumococcal pneumonia. So IDEO is deeply involved in normal physiology in humans all the time in settings when you try to, to create a counter-regulatory response. So almost anything that you do immunologically has an opportunity to upregulate IDEO um, to sort of in that protection mode. And that's sort of the uh, abnormal function that, that IDEO is doing in the tumor microenvironment. The IDEO enzyme itself uh, cleaves tryptophan into kynurenin, and a low tryptophan environment induces downregulation in T cells of proliferation through the mTOR pathway. So they get a downregulation of mTOR. The other thing that occurs is that there's a preferential uh, differentiation in a low tryptophan, high kynurenin environment of the CD4 compartment into a T regulatory phenotype. So not only do you shut off CD8 positive T cell proliferation, but you also upregulate T regulatory compartment. Now, in a, in a wide number of studies, this is shown to be very important prognostically across a wide range of different types of solid tumors and liquid tumors. When IDO expression is high, you get more local immunosuppression, and you get, in fact, worse prognosis in patients. This is just one example of that data uh, from one type of malignancy, but this has been shown now for over a dozen different malignancies that IDO expression is one of the worst prognostic factors that can be expressed in the tumor microenvironment. Now, when there's an inflammatory response or a CD8-positive uh, T-cell infiltration into the tumor microenvironment, everybody's very familiar with upregulation of PD-1, but in concert with that, very frequently is IDO. IDO and PD-1 are co-expressed 30 to 50% of the time, depending on the tumor type. And so um, it's, it's another mechanism of counter-regulatory response and immune suppression. And um, the question is, can you modify this in a way 
that you can affect the physiology of the tumor. And this is just an example showing the high-level expression of IDO concordant with uh, PD-L1 expression. Now, these counter-regulatory effects obviously are affecting different compartments in different ways, and the low tryptophan environment uh, really matters not in the peripheral blood or not in peripheral blood changes in kynurin levels or in IDO uh, inhibition, but really what matters is what's happening at the tumor microenvironment. And so there's been a different approaches to think about how you can modify the tumor microenvironment in terms of IDO effectiveness. And in that realm, there's been several different classes of drugs that have been developed. Um, Epicatastat, the one that was discussed that had failed in the uh, phase three trial in melanoma, is a specific enzymatic inhibitor that prevents cleavage of tryptophan in the dendritic cell by sp specifically inhibiting the, the uh, enzyme. Uh, we've been working on a molecule called endoximod, which we consider tryptophan mimetic. Endoximod is a single methyl group added on to tryptophan. It's actually the D-isomer, which is the non-physiologic um, shape of the amino acid. And in T cells, it can actually be recognized as tryptophan and supplant the function of tryptophan in the T cell microenvironment. So it works through a completely different mechanism of action than epicatastat does. Um, endoximod in tumors can reverse the effects of low tryptophan, specifically in T cells. If you take T cells in a low tryptophan environment, uh, where you've removed the dendritic cells from the equation, and in that environment, the low tryptophan will result in a downregulation of mTOR, and the T cells won't proliferate. If you put endoximod in that setting, you recover proliferation of the T cells, mTOR goes back up, and the, the CD8-positive T cells are active. The second thing that happens is that the um, shift of differentiation of CD4 cells to Tregs, FOX3P-positive Tregs, is shifted to a THC17 T helper phenotypes to actually change the ratio of uh, helper to regulatory T cells in the tumor. At higher concentrations that we haven't been able to treat physiologically in people, uh, you can also downregulate IDO protein expression directly in the dendritic cells themselves uh, through uh, a pathway that seems to be regulated by the aryl hydrocarbon receptor. This is an experiment in which you basically take T cells and put them into media that has been generated by IDO-expressing dendritic cells. So you have low tryptophan, high cation environment. In that setting, the T cells undergo complete cell cycle arrest, and they won't proliferate. And if you put endoximod in that setting, you basically can titrate and then recover T cell proliferation quite nicely, and that will correlate with an upregulation of mTOR to recover T cell proliferation. So endoximod can specifically affect the T cell biology independent of what's happening in dendritic cells. Uh, importantly, uh, in the differentiation pathway, when you look at the CD4 compartment, um, FOX3P positive cells are, and T-regulatory cells are quite problematic. Um, and if you look, for instance, in CAR-T, uh, a number of CAR-T therapies actually induce high levels of IDO that create local immunosuppression in response to CAR-T therapy. Um, an important component of that is the, is the dominant T-regulatory uh, phenotype induced in um, high IDO tumor microenvironments. If you give endoximod in this, in this setting, 
you could actually reverse the phenotype so that you get um, not just uh, undifferentiated CD4 cells becoming uh, THC17 positive helper phenotype, but you can actually, uh, and this has been demonstrated in animal models, completely reverse the T regulatory phenotype is plastic and can change to a T helper phenotype uh, in vivo in uh, animal models. And of course, epicatastat being a specific enzymatic inhibitor doesn't have any of those physiologic effects on the differentiation of the T cell compartment. So these are quite different classes of drugs, uh, although they're both affecting sort of T cell biology. Now, can this be demonstrated in uh, people? Uh, we've done a clinical trial in um, pancreatic cancer where we've combined chemotherapy uh, with champaclitaxel with endoximod and did pre and post biopsies to look at uh, and understand what's happening to the ratios of uh, CDA positive T cells and FOX3P. And you can actually show in tumor biopsies in humans that you can change the uh, ratio of CD8 to FOX3 in a favorable way in the tumor microenvironment. And in this trial, we've seen a number of uh, uh, deeper responses and durable responses in some of the partial remissions that we had, and we had one complete remission in this trial uh, with this combination. Now, at higher levels, uh, you can actually, uh, and we haven't been able to achieve levels this high in humans, you can actually downregulate um, IDO in the dendritic cells. We've now made a prodrug of endoximod called NLG802 that can get to higher physiologic levels where you can actually achieve this. That drug has just completed um, phase one dose escalation studies, and uh, it can achieve uh, a concentration significantly higher than what we can with the original, sort of, it's sort of the next generation uh, of endoximod. We'll be putting out more of that data this year. Now, what about can you actually knock down IDO in the tumor microenvironment as you're doing this? And so we looked both in our pancreatic cancer data set with pre and post biopsies and our melanoma patients looking pre and post biopsies. And we were able to demonstrate that IDO protein can, in fact, be knocked down in the tumor microenvironment. You can demonstrate that. Uh, specifically, it was fairly dramatic in the patients that were responding in the melanoma trial. Our uh, melanoma trial that we conducted in phase two actually had a complete response rate of 19% um, in its phase two trial, almost 100 patients. Uh, that was the highest complete response rate seen in combinations of PD-1 with any type of IDO inhibitor that's been tested in the clinic so far. In the recent epicatic stat uh, randomized phase three, the CR rate both in the combination with PD-1 and the PD-1 alone was 5%. Um, but this seems, these responders seems to correlate quite strongly with a fairly dramatic effect on IDO expression in the tumor microenvironment. So the question is clinically, can you really change the physiology? I told you at the beginning, uh, and this is a melanoma data on the left, that in analysis has demonstrated that when IDO is high in the tumor microenvironment, Actually, I should say on the left, <clears throat> this wasn't actually in the tumor microenvironment. In this experiment, the sentinel node in uh, patients that had completely resected melanoma, but they were deep lesions, was resected. And if they look at the sentinel node and it was positive for IDO, the long-term prognosis of the patient was very poor and they had a very high rate of recurrence and death. If the sentinel node was negative for IDO, 
they had a very good long-term prognosis. And this is sort of another way of representing the data I showed you in one of the first slides, that ideal expression is very bad. In this setting, this is in a patient with completely resected tumor, but the sentinel node signal has already turned on, and immunosuppressive signal correlates with very poor prognosis. And when we treated uh, the melanoma patients, we found that the IDO low patients we didn't have much effect on in terms of the overall outcome when they got um, indoxamod plus PD-1. But in the IDO high patients, they had much better uh, progression-free survival in the study. So basically, uh, even though the IDO signal being present should have portended a very poor prognosis in melanoma, we were able to reverse that phenotype and actually result in uh, very good uh, clinical outcome in patients. So in summary, when you think about the T-cell biology, you're talking about the CD8 activity, you're talking about the T-regulatory compartment, and you're talking about um, the sort of co-expression often uh, with PD-1. But again, always think of IDO as being counter-regulatory. So any setting where you are driving inflammation, you're going to get an IDO counter-regulatory effect. And so in many, in many ways, the more potent the CAR T is, the more potent something induces tumor inflammation, the more strongly you're going to get the counter-regulatory effect uh, of uh, IDO. And when you look at the, the physiologic role, not only do you um, affect CAR T activation, which are completely suppressed and shut off by the IDO signal, but you preferentially differentiate away from the Treg phenotype into the helper phenotype, both by converting CD4 cells into T helpers and by converting the phenotype of Tregs, importantly, into helper T cells. And at higher concentrations that maybe we'll be able to achieve in humans with our prodrug that we're using now, you can actually directly affect IDO expression in the um, dendritic cells themselves. Uh, importantly, it looks like the arrow-hydrocarbon receptor is actually very important. If you block the arrow-hydrocarbon uh, receptor in dendritic cells, you can actually reverse the effect of endoxamod on down-regulating IDO uh, in dendritic cells. But this seems to be a really important sort of part of the biology. I would like to thank all the um, physicians and patients and everybody else that's helped out with these clinical trials um, and uh, all the researchers involved in this work. But I do think that even though there was a negative, you know, phase three trial with a specific enzymatic inhibitor, you really have to look at how you're affecting the biology. And our belief is by blocking the IDO effects specifically in the T cell compartment, the CD8 cell compartment, the T regulatory compartment, that uh, IDO still has uh, a great future ahead of it. Thank you for your attention. Yeah. Any questions? We have time for just a few questions. Um, no, I, I would like to ask, um, you mentioned uh, that uh, with your inhibitor you can also change the trajectory of uh, T-cell differentiation and drive T-rex towards a T-helper, uh, or including TH17. Yes. Now, um, as far as I'm aware, in the literature, at the very least, TH17 cells have kind of a mixed um, um, contribution when it comes to aiding an anti-tumor immune response. Could you comment a little bit more what uh, would yeah, be so the expectation? So it's, it's one of the markers. The, the, um, 
if you look at the, t the behavior, the biology of the cells, this is a T helper phenotype that we've shown in, in sort of physiologic assays of the T cell function. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. The 2020 IO360 program will take place February 26th through 28th at the Crown Plaza Times Square Hotel in New York City. For more information, visit theconferenceforum.org. Thanks for listening.